0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and don't ask me, I'm just hair. (laughs) Uh,
1: And my name is Colin Drucker, and the vest says let's have lunch, but the culottes say you're paying. Yes, (laughs) <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a great line. Um, I was almost going to use that hair one, so I'm glad Ooh, I did not. Yeah, I mean, great I choice. Great choice. Yeah, don't ask me. I'm just hair. I'm just hair. Uh, and of course, you know, if you recognize these quotes, they are uh, from an infamous episode of The Simpsons from season seven, episode 14, scenes from the class struggle in Springfield, um, mm. or as I like to call it, a Marge episode. Yeah, a mom episode. We love a mom
0: episode. And this is a great one. This episode came out on my 10th birthday, February 4th,
1: 1996. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so funny.
0: Oh, wow. I know. Because I couldn't remember the name of the episode. So I just typed in the Google like Marge dress episode. And on the right was the sort of like
1: the deets. And yeah, February 4th, well i mean now that's meant to be i know yes um well uh well then i i'm excited because i i had picked this despite the fact that you have this birthday connection with this episode i had picked this because i have loved this episode for years like this is just and and i'm not alone like i'm not unique in that i feel like there have been think pieces written about Mm -hmm. what this episode has meant to people and um, and I I love that. I it's one of those things where it's like, oh my god, you see it too, you get it too, and like it, There's just this interesting internet age, twenty first century version of community in that. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, yes. you grew up with the dress episode too. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so kind of like our Bob's Burger episode, burgers. Excuse me. There's, I know there's more than one. Uh, <laughs> where you know we featured some episodes featuring some of the the BSAs of the show. Uh, we thought we would do the same with The Simpsons. And in my opinion, I don't know if you'd consider Marge a lead character, but I, she is uh, she's the
0: BSA for me. Yeah, I mean, as far as the energy and this episode and like really all episode, I feel like a lot of it is like Homer heavy. He, Homer heavy, excuse me. And I'm not complaining about that because Homer's great. And there's so many like great sub characters in this
1: episode, too. I mm. love they
0: really pack them in. It was kind of <sighs> great.
1: I had the same thought. I was like, wow, there's a real ensemble in this episode. Yeah, it really is. Um, So had you, had you ever seen this episode before? I want to say that I did. I,
0: it's interesting because I know you and Johnny did this on, on All Right Mary for your Matreon. Yes. Um, audience and I had not listened to it because I, it was one of those things where, like, I'm going to watch it someday and I put it on the list and then I never watched it. Classic Nick, but yeah. Um, what so happens when it goes
1: on the list? It, yeah. Know. So yeah. I,
0: I had not listened to that and I, I, I was tempted to listen to it, um, before this, but I was like, no, I'm going to, you know, cause sometimes when you listen to something, you latch on to other people's opinions and right. like, uh, you know, you kind of just are swayed either way. So, I remember this episode is the best way to answer that question. I, I definitely remember the dress. Like I could picture the dress before I even watch the episode. I I mean, I feel like my household was, you know, like Simpsons was that first show that like I was still kind of too young to watch, but my mm. brother got to watch it. And I was like, what about me? It was like that and Married with Children uh-huh. and uh, and then like eventually South Park.
1: And I think Married with Children came on. I, I don't know if this is true, but in my, in my hazy memory, Married with Children came on after the Simpsons. Like oh, right after. Nice. I don't know yeah, if that's yeah. true, but there's something about it. Maybe it was, cause obviously the Simpsons have had reruns and maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But, um, but it, it's interesting. I think of those two as kind of like cousins in a way.
0: Yeah. I've like, like 90 shows that like were forbidden at some point and you're, mm. you're right. like, you were
1: a kid. Right. Right. That had kind of a taboo around them. Uh, Yeah, we were very much a Simpsons house. Like we, um, I was kind of, and I feel like I'm bragging here. I was always allowed to watch The Simpsons, but it was like that was a (laughs) that was an accepted, you know, every like my parents liked it, like everybody liked it, and so, um, and obviously when I was younger, you know, I didn't necessarily get all the jokes, but that was something that at a certain point, I think when I was around, I don't know, like. 11 or 12, somewhere like after my parents had gotten divorced, but before my mom had gotten remarried where Mm -hmm. like there was a regular tradition probably for like one summer where my mom would like call us on her way home from work and we would be like what do you guys want for dinner and it was just this glorious summer of like mcdonald's and burger king and and not not sometimes taco bell maybe but pizza chinese i mean because my mom was just like working all the time and we Mm -hmm. we were just old enough my brother was just old enough to maybe make a few things or there was like one or two dishes my mom could like slap together pretty easily after work but in general it was like you know uh, she'd swing by pick up mcdonald's come home and then we would sit around the the edge of the dining room table and we would watch the simpsons from the living room uh, because it was on back to back at like 7 and seven thirty on Fox yeah. 5 yes and so it was like this bonding thing that we all did because obviously we would talk during the commercials but like that was a thing we could count on that we would do together and so the Simpsons has been like you know and there was like because they were reruns it was like and you know it was the late 90s it was like we had no idea like what episode it was going to be and it would be like oh I hope it's this one I hope it's this one and like um so just like the, the experience of that was was very formative that's
0: really sweet. I, I I really like the idea of that. I'm trying to think if my family even had an equivalent of that, but uh, maybe I'll try to think of one as we go on. But I, even just the experience of what it was like to not be able to pause television and that you had, like, if it was on, it was on. And maybe, I guess, this is probably around the time where you could start taping things, so I might be mistaken. But there was a time where you just had to watch it, and if you missed it, you missed it.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. People, it's so funny that people now there's like a. I think we talked about this with Pluto TV that there's sort of a nostalgia about a commercial break, you know, and like. Yeah, it does feel good. Yeah, like oh, you know, running to to get a refill of something, and then there's that like, oh my god, it's back on, and like the rush to get back to the living room, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and I think that's yeah. it's so weird. Like now we have such a contentious relationship with ads, but like in a certain format, they were like a welcomed part of of the viewing experience and i feel like i, I think i feel like there's so many conversations i've had like with like my, my grandparents were like oh did, they, did you see this commercial did you and like with like my parents are like laughing about certain funny commercials they'd all seen I, like yeah i mean if that's not advertising at work i don't know what is
0: yeah really i mean i i don't want to say they they don't make them like they used to but like i think that phrase can be Short until like they don't make them. I mean, they do make them, obviously, but like a lot of people just DVR things or stream things and just you know skip it. Yeah. The commercials that were on like Nickelodeon and like kids channels are are literally crazy. Like they are just like buy this new Slimer thing. Wow, 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 And it's right, just like, I remember like being transfixed, and I wanted everything. And that's, that's the point because kids see something and they want it and then they bug their parents and may, maybe they get it, maybe they don't too. But like, I wonder, cause like Fox was like a grown up channel. It's, it wasn't Nickelodeon, but it definitely probably had a little sprinkling of that. That, that was yeah. just a thought. Like commercials are really crazy. Like I look at them now and I can't, like for kids at least.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and to answer your question, <clears throat> there was, I think on Saturday mornings, the Fox Five Kids Club. And so they did have Ooh, children's programming at nice. one point. And Though more so in Nickelodeon than Fox, you could count you could count on a Creepy Crawlers commercial, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, And I think All we the actually board games. Yeah, yeah. Thirteen Dead End Drive. Oh uh,
0: my God! Yes. Yeah, it's fun. Tornado getting into trouble. Oh, Tornado um, Rex. I don't tornado I know Rex. That one. It was like this thing where you just like I didn't even know you know, like you didn't even know how to play it, but you just, yeah, it was cool to like just it, do it. Like It's cool
1: in the commercial. Yeah. 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 Um, oh my gosh, yes. Well, I can tell you that Creepy Crawlers was... Uh, I always it, wanted it. I never it, got it. Not worth it. You know, that, that little oven is not safe, and there's a certain smell. There's a certain Ooh. smell that I can still mm. remember of, like, the, the the smell of the Creepy Crawler cooking. Oh, that's alliteration. <laughs> that I just... I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm going to have that memory for the rest of my life. Yeah, smells so, stick. It really does. smells do. stick. If you <laughs> learned anything from this episode today, folks smell (laughs) sick. um so now that we've we've had a sort of commercial break uh, why don't don't we dive in to scenes from the class struggle in Springfield I uh now that since this is kind of technically your first time seeing the episode uh I'm dying to hear your thoughts
0: it's great I mean I obviously we'll get into like the meat of it as it kind of unfolds too but The one thing I kept thinking of is like, what is my, whether it was like in middle school or high school or even in my adult life, like what was, it doesn't, I don't think it even has to be a piece of clothing too, because the Chanel suit represents like so much more than just the suit. But Mm -hmm. I remember like when you're, when you're in middle school, like that you have nothing but your clothes like that is like it's it represents like your (laughs) status and like coolness level and like I never really had anything like you know like I wanted Jinko jeans more Mm. than anything and I I would have looked crazy because I was the definition of husky, as they called, <laughs> as they called them, like preteens. I remember right. when I got like promoted to the husky section. My brother was like, "Come on in, the water's fine." Um, <laughs> and I was just sort of like always doughy, so like I wouldn't have looked as cool as like everyone else. But this is all to say that. Um, I, I love it, ep- this, it really goes in line with like, even like the Roseanne episode. Like I love these sort of one-off episodes where it does get a little bit real for a second and that you get to see a character really step out of her, I guess like what you would normally see her doing in an episode. And like, she mm. finally gets a chance to like do something for herself. And like that opens up a whole uh, sort of treasure trove of conversation about moms and the sacrifices that they make for their families and their kids. And, how they lose a little bit of th- their identity, and also like, you know, being able to do something like that and spend that much money and justifying it. Uh, but I love this episode. That's those are just my initial thoughts. Just my I, ramblings.
1: No, I love that connection to Roseanne. I feel like that's that's very true. I feel like we're seeing much like with the Roseanne episode we did last week, where we were seeing Jackie in a new light. This is a a, a rare, you know. A rare Marge story where it is just mm-hmm. about her and about her, you know, getting out of the house, getting out of her green dress. You know, I like yeah. my green dress. I know. Is, uh, I mean, I, and I'm jumping around, but I'm just putting a pin in. Like the the nuance in in Julie Kavner's delivery is one of my favorite things about this character and Mm -hmm. about Marge and about the Simpsons, there's just, there are moments where it's like, it's, it's one of those, Oh my God. Like nobody told her to do that. Like there's certain inflections Mm. or ways she says things Mm. that are, I don't Like they're just, it's just the correct way to do it. I would have never thought to deliver it that way. Like I just, ugh and that's one of the reason I'm going off on this love fest is because I, there's something about the way she delivers that line of like, Mm -hmm. And I like my old green dress. Like it just tells yeah. me so much, you know.
0: Yeah, it really does. It's it's almost just it's like a full circle episode really. And it it's just nice that it happened.
1: Yeah, that I it happened. Yeah, I feel like uh you know, it's I it's so rare I and I'm sure I mean there's been a number of them, but like it's so rare to get a marge story that also like is just about her. It's not about you know, even though, like, there is a B-plot with Homer, like, her story isn't really connected to his story, you know? And, like, yeah. Bart is basically, like, barely in the episode. And I'm I'm okay with that. I appreciate Bart, but he's not my favorite character, you know? Same. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, Lisa is an acceptable answer for favorite Simpsons character, but... Yes. Because Lisa is, I mean, that, best supporting Lisa in this episode yeah, yeah. and in general... But there's just something special about Marge. There's something that's just so funny and kooky. And uh, there's an undercurrent of, of sadness there that just kind of somehow makes it just like a, a dark humor in a way. Like the idea mm-hmm. of her just being like stuck with this family.
0: Yeah, the the sort of escapism that she gets like mm-hmm. via the dress is fun to watch because you don't see it in any other episode really. Maybe right. I mean I don't know every episode of The Simpsons. Gosh, there's so many seasons. It is uh, truly astounding how long yeah. the show has been
1: on the air. And at a certain point, I don't even count them. Like I just I yeah you know I really can, you know I'm and I feel like it's so like it's like that new term that now everyone is feeling very self conscious about chuggy. Yeah, we yes. have to this. I feel like it's very chuggy to like appreciate The Simpsons. You know? Yeah, I could see um,
0: that. I can see that.
1: I've come to what understand. A word! Right? Yeah.
0: Who came up with that name?
1: Uh, oh, apparently it was some uh, some college girl, some girl in college. Yeah, <sighs> naturally. How, um.
0: how do these things snowball? Like, the, uh, as far as like Gen Z canceling, like you know, skinny jeans and and like side parts. Like, where does that even start?
1: I don't I'm know. I'm fascinated I- by it. I think it is... I could care
0: less about it, but also... Uh, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Right.
1: No, I was going to say, I think it's just a passing of the of the torch. They are now the, like, you know... Uh, yeah. th- I think this happens to every generation, right? It's just like, well, yeah. it's their turn. It's their turn to be the cool kids, <sighs> you know? Gross. I know. But it's fine. Um, Let them do their thing. Sure, whatever. Like, there is... Um, The the whole chuggy thing—I don't really care. Like you know, uh, apparently appreciating The Office is very chuggy. Oh yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And I can see that. And I'm like, oh damn it. Um, (laughs) You know, I'm sure having a deeper Marge appreciation is just like next level chuggy. Like, or it's just some you know, maybe it's just pretentious. But and
0: if that's wrong, I don't want to be right.
1: I don't want to be right. I don't want these kids on TikTok to think I'm cool. I do not. I I cannot. (laughs) Uh, I don't care. I mean, I care a little, but uh, I'm sure they're not listening. So uh, to kick us off for anyone who does not know, the overview of the episode is, and I feel like a lot of people listening probably know this, so uh, the family needs to go to the outlet in Ogdenville to get a new television. And while they're there, uh, Lisa discovers this, uh, deeply discounted pink Chanel suit at the you know uh the, the dress barn outlet and so marge buys it and it you know uh transforms her life and then she has a chance encounter with an old high school class classmate Evelyn at the, at the gas station yeah. uh and i and i love Evelyn there's so, Evelyn's one of those characters where every time i watch this episode like she's someone i pay attention to sometimes i'm like oh yeah Evelyn yeah. You know, like Evelyn's great. She's great. She's I feel like she's she's not as like she's not catty like Susie uh like what's her name? Sue Susan, Sue. Yeah, all of them had such bizarre right names.
0: Uh is she kind of yeah. It's I like
1: Susan, yeah.
0: Yes. Evelyn is kind of like the Gretchen Wieners to make, like, a, a Mean Girls reference. I bet mm-hmm. you that's super choogie of me to say oh,
1: that. Oh, totally. <laughs> You're so choogy. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: like, Regina George is the other one who just, like... Uh,
1: just tears her down. I mean, yeah, yeah, that just, like, yeah. tears
0: everyone else down. But it's not so outwardly malicious, I guess, but... Right.
1: Anyway. And I feel like the... Um... The Amanda Seafried character I'm blanking on her name uh, Karen Karen the Karen of the group is the one who talks about uh cooking soup with her husband, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. so what happens is that you know, Marge has this chance encounter with Evelyn at the at the gas station, and Evelyn invites her to the country club and uh, because she thinks Marge is rich because of the suit, and so the family goes to the country club and um. You know Homer discovers that he or attempts to be some sort of golfer. Uh, there's a yes. there's a cameo from Tom Kite, who I have no idea who that is. Yeah, but I assume a he's a golfer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's you know it it to me it really is about like Marge getting like not necessarily getting a taste of like a, a potential life. Like none of this. I like, I think from the beginning. This is kind of, like, not doomed to fail, but, like, this is always a fantasy, you know? Like, I think, again, to go back to Roseanne, that Dan and Jackie could never get together, you know? And I feel like the Simpsons could never actually, like, stay at the and be country club members, even if they got accepted, you know?
0: Yeah, it's just, it's too late. But it's, like, it's also sad, but also just what it is at the same time. I think of, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, my junior year when I went to prom, like I was in like the popular kid limo and only because, um, a girl who was also popular asked me, um, and I was like, yes. And I just like, it's, it was like definitely the same sort of moment. Like I, I mean, everyone got their suits at the same, Uh what was it called? It was called, Oh, I can't believe I can't remember it, but it's, You go to the place and they like
1: fit you for it. And everyone
0: had the same like silvery gray Uh vests. And, um, and I just went and I really did feel like I, I made it and I knew that it was only going to last the night. Um, but I really did feel like it's like the grossest thing is like, I felt like I like deserved it or like that I did belong. And I think that that kind of goes along with what Marge. it, it's like, She's earned it, I guess, is maybe another way to like say mm-hmm. that. It's like she, moms should have nice things. Yeah. And,
1: and yeah. yeah. And I think there, it even charts back to like we get that brief bat, like sort of moment of backstory between her and Evelyn, where she was like, you know, you had your, what was it, your like, you know, debutante balls or whatever. And I yes. had my home shoe repair course. <laughs> yes. Marge which Bouvier.
0: Is, I love yeah. that her maiden name is Bouvier. Yeah. Marge
1: Bouvier. Um, yeah i just i love that i love like the specificity of the home shoe repair course and so like it kind of tells you like oh marge has always been marge has never been in the popular limo you know mm-hmm. and so like in some ways like this moment is you know because i i was i watched you know uh, some videos about this on youtube and there's a really great video Maybe i'll put the link in the description but it's called extra seconds um and the YouTube channel is called the real gyms, but it's a great, it's a, it's like a 15 minute, like breakdown of the episode. It's such a great analysis, but you know, yeah, I'll, I'll send you the link. But one of the things he talks about is like one, one of the elements that he doesn't really buy and is that it, it, it doesn't seem like we really understand like how this, like where this transformation comes from or like, why, like, is this in character for Marge? And because we kind of never see her like this. And I just think that like, I'm probably reading into it because I'm very because I'm obsessed with this episode, but yeah. I like the idea that this is something that Marge has wanted her entire life and like has finally gotten close to it again and like we're just kind of seeing that desperation come out, you know.
0: Yeah, I think anyone could easily just say yes to this because it's like especially it's smart to just tie it back into school. And like when she was younger and how she probably wanted it then. And then out of nowhere, she just happens to be in that dress. And it's like, it's like she almost forgets that she has it on because she's at the quickie mart. She's not Mm -hmm. like trying. It didn't like, I guess she didn't know the power of it until that moment.
1: Right. Right. Like I think she, she knew how it made her feel, Mm -hmm. but I think then it was like discovering how it changed how other people saw her. Yes. Um, Yeah. In terms of things that I want to get framed and put on the wall is like a, the shot of Marge in the dress vacuuming with opera on TV behind her. like yes. Is, I think that is so brilliant and it's so like and it's such a great kind of act late act one of the episode where it's like she we're seeing Marge kind of do, you know she, you know Homer is not inspired to take her out as much as she's inspired to go out and you know so we're kind of seeing her reduce back to the marge we know of vacuuming and and being in in the house but she's got the dress on you know and 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 she's got the heels on it's like we're seeing a sort of uh, a slow Cinderella story happening you know
0: yeah it's a transformation uh
1: and so yeah so the family uh they all go to uh to the country club and of course Lisa has her objections uh and and Bart is you know Bart I again I feel like I, I have nothing to say about Bart this episode I, he's you know it, it's as if he was Roseanne in the last episode I was did. just gonna say yeah 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 right. Right. that's perfect it's, like write him out yeah I love when they pull up to the gate and he says you know uh, name and it's a Simpson family and then Marge leans over and says we're not poor well we're not yes I I deeply like when I was a kid I was obsessed with the idea of being rich and looking rich. And I think oh, that's wow. part of why this episode always resonated with me, because I and I think it was because laying down on the therapist's couch here, I think it was because there was such financial insecurity with my family when I was a kid. And and that's a whole other narrative. But so I think I was yeah. always very aware of that. And there were lows and then there were like, oh things are good and and I and we didn't grow up poor. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there were some, like, real lean times that I probably wasn't aware of, but it was yeah. not so lean that, like, I became aware of it, you know? And so, yeah. uh, but at a certain, you know, it was kind of like, I remember getting to the point of, like, oh, you know, in, in this car, like, my mom had an Audi, and I was like, oh, do people think we're rich because she's driving an Audi? You know what I mean? And, like, oh, wanting that wow. to be true. and Yeah. I used to love, like, you know, there was a very, like, rich part of town that was, like, kind of not far from where we lived. And we'd often have to drive through it from wherever we were going. And I I would just have, like, my eyes just, like, glued to, to every house and just, like, what I imagined people's lives were living in that house, you know. And I was just always obsessed with it. And just it was something that I – I don't know where it's landed in my life now. I think that, like, financial security is very important to me, but – um, I, I feel like that moment of like of marge kind of panicked and being and wanting to make sure that this this security guard doesn't think they're poor. I don't know why I was like, yeah, I know what that panic is about, you know.
0: Yeah, it's like she had to say something. In case but like really that security guard could probably give a shit less, you know what I mean? But like right. it's all just what was in her head and it just mounted in that sort of like scream sentence. That she right. Said, you know, We're right. She We're had not to poor. Say it to someone <laughs> before, yeah. Yeah. I I think I have like shades of that a little bit. Like I don't know if I ever actively wanted to. I mean, I've always wanted to be rich. I feel like everyone has. I remember like we had a pool growing up, so that was like the cool mm. thing. Like, well, at least we have the pool, and it was like an above ground pool. It wasn't in ground, but <laughs> it was still awesome. And right. that it was like enough, I guess. I remember I used to get really self conscious about like, the size of our house, because it's, like, you know, it's, like, a ranch house. It has, like, two bedrooms, three bedrooms, now that we converted into a dining room, and my mom and dad, like, made it work, but, like, really, it's ideal for, like, two people, and so it was always sort of crowded, even when we had, like, parties, like, even now, my mom, like, really frets about it, and, like, uh, like, Christmas and Thanksgiving, especially since my grandmother has passed away that's like where we always used to go and we just don't have enough room but yeah I mean I I remember I would always want to go to other kids houses and I I really there was nothing to be embarrassed about like mm. at all my house was nice um I liked it but I just didn't want other people there so that was my version of like we're not
1: poor right right I totally get that right and mm-hmm. and there were certain things that I I think if I had to break it down Like when you were saying about like going to other people's houses, like the way that I would evaluate other people's lives based on their house, you know, and, and and how, you know, a certain level of happiness, you know, like one of my friends, like his family definitely like had more money and they had a pretty nice house. And I think they even, they had a pool, it was above ground, you know, no shame in that, but like they had like, (laughs) you know, a back deck and it was, you know, there was just, it was, it was a nice house. They had a finished basement. We didn't have a finished basement. And I remember just thinking like oh god like oh to live like this you know Uh, and it wasn't even like a mansion or anything but it was it was also just the sense of like oh what it must be like to have people come over and know this is what your house looks like you know
0: yeah to like entertain and feel good about it. My friend, I remember I spent the night with my best friend Lee in like 5th grade and I went to his house and it was amazing. Mm. And he had like he had like two stories and my house didn't have two stories. Right, like, right. What's that like? And just like ran up the stairs and I remember the next morning uh, his mom made breakfast for us, and um, she made chocolate chip pancakes. And I was like, "What is this, Vegas?" I just like couldn't even <laughs> deal with it. I was like, "She's like, do you guys want chocolate chip pancakes?" I didn't even know it was an option. Like it, it blew my mind. And then I told my mom immediately, like the moment she walked in the door, I was like, "Did you know about like the whole time you knew about chocolate chip right. pancakes?"
1: Right, right. You could hold that on me, Deb. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, and you know, and of course, I think about that. And I think about how, like, because I feel like I've been in those situations. And I think, well, you know, there's also that thing where we think, oh, my God, this kid gets chocolate chip pancakes every morning. You know what I mean? Like, this is, I am just getting a glimpse. I'm just crossing paths in a normal, you know, a normal morning for this family. But like, And I, I, for some reason, I want to say hopefully, hopefully this was just a special occasion because he had a friend over, you know, like I hate to think, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like when you go on vacation and like, you're just like, oh, I just wish I could live here. But it always feels really good to go home at the same time. Yeah. Like, right. And that's kind of like more so the end of this episode, too. And I think it's just like, uh, because it's exhausting. You're like trying to change everything about you. Mm-hmm. And and to not get caught. That's like even, that's like the worst of it.
1: It's sort of like, oh, how fun. I'm making new friends with these rich people at this country club. But it is such, all of it is such a tense experience. You know, like I think that, that first day when she's sitting there having, you know, coffee or whatever with all the ladies and they're talking about, you know, mail-order steaks and, you know, I won't eat anything if it doesn't come from, you know, Vermont or Washington. And, you know, she kind of, and I, I feel like it's, they so perfectly capture that social anxiety moment of like, well, I get food in the mail, like taking the leap of like, you know, it's like that, that expression that kids are saying these days of like, shoot your shot, which I don't. (laughs) um, Oh yeah. TikTok kids. I'm not trying to appeal to you. I just know that you say this. (laughs) I'm so chuggy. I'm so chuggy. So Uh, (laughs) chuggy. Don't come for (laughs) me. But she kind of does in a way of like, okay, I'm going to like, I'm going to participate and I'm going to, you know, the, the beach ball's coming to me and hopefully I hit it and it doesn't just bonk me in the face, you know? And, and she comes out with that line about, you know, I, I get food in the mail too. Well, it's different, you know, every week or you know, every month, you know, good housekeeping comes full of coupons. And it's just, as she's saying it, I'm just like, oh God, oh God, Marge land the plane. Oh no, I hope someone, yeah. I hope somebody catches this beach ball, you know? And uh, and she has that line of like, you know, and sometimes the most satisfying meal is the one you cook yourself. And there's that pause of like, oh, no, oh, no, I've gone too far. And I think yeah. it's a really nuanced moment when the when the Karen of the group was like, hmm, that is true, Marge. You know, like it, it, I almost would have expected Evelyn to do, have like saved yes. her in that moment, you know. Uh, so I just love the use of ensemble to give that to a different character to give that moment to, you know.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is, like, such a an often-used plot device, too, as far as, like, uh, I think of, like, Pen15, like, going mm. to Mara's house or even, like, a sleepover and just, like, you're not even being yourself, but you have no other choice to not be yourself, I guess, because right. it's just, like, a new group of people and you want to be cool and you want to be invited back and it's a new experience. Um, it's, like, the sleepover. It's, like, I think of even... Um, because there's always that moment, I'm surprised it wasn't in this episode, but I really can't think of any like friend that Marge has that was like, there's always like the best friend that's like outside of the rich women, mm-hmm. that, like, it's like, well, let's go, you know, do you want to go grab a, a burger, a crusty? Uh, is it crusty
1: Burger? Is that what Krusty it's called? Burger, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and Marge like ditches her for the rich people. You know what I mean? There's always that. And then she comes right.
1: back. Right, right. I know what you mean. There's there is the yeah, the outsider friend who then yeah. is like, Oh, you've changed. It's like Ladybird, yeah. 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 Right, right. Yeah. Well, and I think that's kind of it's interesting because Marge doesn't really have you know, we don't really ever see her have regular friends. Like there's other mm-hmm. kind of ladies in the neighborhood that, you know, Millhouse's mom, or there was this woman, yeah. I can't remember her name, but she had a, a featured episode early in the season and then kind of then became sort of a background character. But she and Marge, you know, have a bond. Um, but for the most part, really, like March's only real allies are Patty and Selma.
0: Yeah, and like the vacuum. <laughs> you know oh, I mean? and the
1: vacuum, of course. Yeah, and <laughs> and in a way, Lisa. You know, like yes. I think. Um, you know, it's a. I think there's a really great moment before they leave the house the first time when you know Lisa's you know uh, stamping her feet about this whole thing, and March is like, you know, please, like I real like basically saying like I need this. Can you just can you cut me some slack, like. And I just feel like the Marge Lisa relationship is so interesting and is so much more nuanced than the than any of the other ones. Than than Homer and Bart, Homer and Marge, Bart and Lisa, Lisa and Homer. Like I, I really think the most nuanced relationship is Marge and Lisa because they are the most level headed. They, they react like human beings the most. And so yeah. um we kind of we sort of rely on them to be stable figures in the episode. I think in some ways, Lisa kind of functions as that outside friend. I was going to
0: say, yeah. Or the whole family really. Yeah. It's just like lumped in there, but mostly Lisa. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I think that's where that plays out is kind of like, Oh, you've changed, you know, and and we'll get to that scene uh, with with the sewing machine. But I think from the, the kind of gay lens, I feel like the drag queen of, of Sue Sin you know just reading her while sipping a martini is just i just love that i mean i i think it's a it's an interesting way to bring conflict into this narrative and like not a central conflict but enough to kind of keep us on edge the whole time you know
0: yeah the line i thought changing suits had gone out of fashion a eh, marge like just like oh. so clever and like oof that right hurts, that stings and it's like you're you know, it's your cards are, I mean, literally your cards, you're showing your cards, I guess. But I, I feel for her because then the seams start to, I keep making all these like puns that are actually aligning with like the the dress and the seams and the cards anyway. Yeah. I mean, but, you're on
1: fire. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um But there was something else about, I, I guess it's just like ma- the maintenance of it. Like I said, is just so exhausting. Like in addition to the dress, it's like everything else because The more popular she gets, like if you want to call it that, like, you know, like next is introducing the family and God forbid, like down the road, they're like, let's all go to Marge's house for cocktails or something Mm. like it would just it would never get that far. And I think going back to the whole like, who is the friend like it, it makes it even better that Marge doesn't have friends because the desperation is like, it really amps it up as far as like, yes, I need this and it takes over her life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the way that Lisa specifically plays that role, I think, is in the way that she was. And to be fair, I feel like I'm taking some of this from that video I watched, but it was such a great point is that Mm -hmm. Lisa was there from the beginning. Lisa's the one who found the dress.
0: I was going to say that too. I meant to say that earlier. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah.
1: And so, like, they're in a way, like, she really is, you know, she's the one who convinces Marge to wear it and says, oh, you look like Mary Hart, which I Mary Hart, is that from like Entertainment Tonight? I think so. That was the
0: first thing I just went to. Yeah, I think so. See, Ooh, Mary that's Heart. like a specific kind of drag. Yes, yeah.
1: it is Mary Hart. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think just, and like what that means to be like, oh, you look just like Mary Hart. Like just not even oh, Jackie O, like, you know, yes. it's Mary Hart.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's really great.
1: I love it. I mean, no, I don't know if Mary Hart is, I don't know if we're, you know. Some people are, you know, canceled these days. I have no idea if she is, but oh, I'm not yeah. here to cancel anybody. Um, as much as I love this episode about Marge, I I love Lisa's involvement in in it as the supporting character, as the BSA of the episode.
0: Yeah, because there are some, I will admit, like, I mean, granted, I'm not, like, a Simpsons aficionado, so I've not, like, seen all of, like, the full spectrum of Lisa. But, like, she just seems a little... She's, she's like, more of a little kid and an and an annoyance in this episode. But it has to happen in order for Marge to get to that level, too. So, like, I just don't picture her, like, jumping on the bed and saying, ma, 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 ma. But, like, it also... Of course she's saying that because you have to see Marge yell at her and then, like, regret right. it. And right. then, like... You know, it's moments like these where all you can do is laugh. And then oh, she just stares. And she just
1: stares. I mean, that's another framed moment. It's cause yeah, so Marge has to keep altering the dress, which I mean, as a little gay boy, I both loved that, the the transformation of like, Oh my god, what are you gonna turn the dress into? But also yeah. like the anxiety of like the more you alter this, like the you can only alter it so many times, you know uh but yeah she so she alters it into the culottes and the vest and that um and that goes over well until uh you know i guess susan you know reads her again i can't remember what she said about um oh uh when evelyn says oh you know coming to the ball like if all if everything goes well at the ball like you know we'd love to have your family you know be part of the country club and marge says oh i'll be there with bells on and Susan says, yes. oh, and where will you be attaching the bells to that mangled Chanel suit? <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, it's great. It's it's solid. great.
1: It's kind of a BSA character not... as well, you know?
0: Yes, in, like, the worst way, but also, God bless her, because she's, she's really cutting and perfect. Yeah. I, I, there's something about... I feel like this is something that I used to do so much too. that, like, Lisa does in this episode, is just... One, I was, like, always around my mom, but I loved laying on my parents' bed and just watching her do whatever she was doing, whether she was putting on her makeup, doing her hair, or just, like, sitting there and watching TV. I'm sure she, like, s- secretly was like, get the fuck out of my room. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I loved it. I was just, like, laying on her bed, and we would just talk, and there wasn't anything. <laughs> I don't know why. It's-
1: I love this. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I, I fully identify with this because my mom... Like if it was like a Friday night and she'd like you know, uh, it, it she'd be exhausted from work, you know, mm-hmm. and so and I don't remember how old I was, but like somewhere, probably somewhere between like eight and ten or something like that. Yeah, but it's a good age. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and like my mom had a TV in her room and she had this like she had all of these hair clips and scrunchies oh, and brushes yes. and she would just lay on the bed and let me play with her hair while I watched oh. TV and she would just fall asleep. But she was like, I knew where you were and, and I was like, bullshit. It, it was relaxing and you were like, oh yeah, play with my hair. And that way I know where you are. I'm like bullshit, but whatever, like I loved it. So, and she would just let me just, you know, put her hair in all these little like ponytails and clips and, and twist it into all these knots. And, um, then she'd wake up at like 10 p.m. when 2020 came on was like oh okay well what a <laughs> time to go to bed you know i
0: know and it's just like a mangled heap on top of her head Right. i loved playing with hair i i got in trouble a lot actually in school <laughs> because i used to play with like during like reading time i would just sit there and play this girl named Stacy Morgan she had the best hair and our desks were like pushed next to each other, so we were both facing front. And I, my fifth grade teacher, his name was Mister Rodaba, and uh, which of is a great name. Was, yeah. And um, he wasn't, you know, he he was like a little bit like. What's wrong with you? But also he was like, he knew. He he knew I was, you know, a special type of boy. Um, but I remember he did have a talk with my mom about me playing with the girl's hair too much. <laughs> oh I couldn't resist. My hands just went to it.
1: <laughs> I feel it like, great. oh my gosh. I don't know if this is, an, this is a bonus episode, but I feel like, I, I just feel like, oh my God. A whole, just a series of just like our little like, queer boy experiences because I just I feel like yes I identify with this I I remember playing with hair I remember like yes teach me how to how to do a French braid you know um oh I loved it I mean that was the thing like I had a lot of action figures as a kid because I couldn't have Barbies but I wanted the Barbies because you could style their hair and like change their clothes
0: oh yes um, Keon told me just recently because we're (laughs) we're still in New Hampshire and he we were in like the living room area and he was like this is he's like i just had this memory of like when he was younger Cause he was like slightly older than all the kids. So he would set up like obstacle courses and he's like, and then you're going to jump on this pillow and you're going to go here. And at the very end, you're going to sit in this chair and go like this. And then like, he like crossed his legs, like some just like (laughs) fairy, (laughs) like fairy boy Nancy. And just like, and then would just like sat there with his hands like on top of it. And they were like, yeah. And he, I, I don't know he's like. I don't even know why I thought of that, but, um, But it's so funny because you don't think of them too often, but
1: sometimes they just
0: show up in your mind. Yeah, Yeah. we definitely need to put a pin in it for like
1: future episodes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, because I'm just like, yep. I like it's just even if even if the details are different, I'm like, oh god. I just I know what that's all about. You know what I mean? In those moments of just, I don't know why I'm being such a little fairy right now. I don't know where I learned this, but it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh. I, I, and maybe it's because I mean at least for me what we're talking about the Simpsons is just sending me down memory lane like my brain mm-hmm. is just opening up but oh yeah um but anyway uh back to the episode uh from uh Susan's, you know scathing remarks and because she needs a new a new look for the for the ball Marge tries to once again alter the dress and it looks like she's she's look she's making some kind of like you know full body like tube strappy tube skirt thing i've always like thought about what was marge making you know
0: yeah yeah uh
1: and lisa is because lisa is a big uh horse fanatic she's a horse girl and so that's part of the excitement and so lisa is yeah she's jumping on the bed and i totally i know this moment of just uh that you know and they talk about the guy talks about that in this extra seconds video of like when it just even with with great totally well adjusted wonderful parents, there's just that moment where they just snap, and uh, I think the the tiny nuance of Lisa after Marge screams Lisa, please, which is such a great moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, is Lisa just kind of like that that remaining like bounce on the on the mattress as she sto- as she stops, you know, like mm. she just kind of like settles and has that blank look on her face, and then just runs away, and it's, I mean. Genius animation, like in that they've used, like, without anything looking realistic or human, they managed to capture a very human reaction.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like there were definitely moments where my mom would always be like in a constant state of annoyance because we were kids and it was like Mm. my brother and I, and I was a little shit sometimes, but. I just remember one time my brother got pills. It was like he had like an ear infection and he was too old for like the amazing pink bubblegum, like penicillin or oh, oxicillin, whatever. Love oh, I that it. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Why haven't they made that into like, I don't know, some sort of like oat milk flavor or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Penicillin flavored oat milk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> but she, he could not swallow the pill and he just like couldn't figure it out because he was like just old enough to kind of like, he knew what he had to do, but he just couldn't swallow it. My mom kept screaming at him in the kitchen and she was oh, like, God. drink the water. She was like, drink, drink. And I like, remember I started, <laughs> I was in the living room and I started crying. It wasn't even me, <laughs> but my brother was like a wreck and somehow it happened. And my mom just like, had to like take a walk outside. I remember right. it very vividly. Wow.
1: Yeah. Those moments where it was like, I guess as an adult now I can like see those moments and be, and, I can kind of humanize it of like, yeah, you just, you lost your shit and yeah. it wasn't rational. And if you could do it over, you'd do it differently. And you just kind of have to be like, well, I hope, I hope my kids don't remember this and talk about it on a podcast 20 years oh. from now. <laughs> I
0: know all three of us remember it, my brother, my mom, and me. we brought it up several times. Right. Because it's funny now. It's funny. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, we joke with my mom about, like, Saturday morning cleaning the house and how she used to, like, when she'd get really pissed and she'd be yelling. It was that whole thing. And when she'd get really pissed, she'd always say either, like, I'm going to take the TV to work with me. Or she'd say, I'm going to put my foot through that television. And so it became this joke of, like, so are you going to put your foot through the television or are you going to take it to work with you? or Are you going to put your foot through the television and then take it to work with you? Ooh, nice. And so, like, and we, we all now joke about it. But it was just, like... Yeah, it just uh, you know. Uh, I guess it's the only way to look back on it is to go look back and laugh. You know. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. So this moment, this was a Saturday morning, my mom snapping yes. kind of moment. I just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I recognize this well. So because uh, yeah. my mom wasn't like she, she yelled. I mean, she was. She wasn't like a mean Same. mom, but she she wasn't afraid to yell. But she also like in certain situations, like if we were in public and we were like acting up in a restaurant or at church, oh my God, we would just we would just get that look. It's kind of like one of my favorite moments from Lazy Susan, when Susan and her brother are fighting in the church and then Marco like snaps at them. Yes, Um, yes. Like that's uh like that would be like my mother where it's like, oh God, I'm in so much trouble right now. The the moment we get in the car, like A, we are not going to Dunkin' Donuts and B, I'm gonna get yelled at the whole way home.
0: Yeah. I know. My brother and I were altar boys uh-huh. And so she couldn't get to us, but she would like <laughs> stare like as I was always the one acting like an asshole and just like, you know, like church giggles. And like I would just, right. my and then eventually my younger cousin, Adam, was an altar boy. So there were three of us up there and I was like, I got to like jazz this up a bit because it sucks <laughs> up here. And yeah. we, I would just like make him laugh but I knew I at least had till the end of like the church service. And then it was all over. Like you said, like,
1: right, right. And you're like, man, I, I hope this homily just stretches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe
0: I'll go home with grandma. <laughs> <laughs> just run to the parking
1: lot. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh uh, God. Um, so, uh, so margin desperation, uh, you, you know, tries to find another dress at, at the Ogdenville outlet mall to no avail and you know, ends up buying a thirty three hundred dollars Chanel Oof. dress, and um, you know, and then she, there's that then another like great scene, like there's just these wonderful like, you know, moments just between Lisa and Marge. Where Lisa's like, oh my god, wow, it's amazing what you can do with the sewing machine. She's like, oh, not really, you know, wow, where, you know, uh, you know, you find another dress. Wow, how did you do it? Like, how much did it cost you? And like then again, like Marge just like snaps. And again, we so rarely see. Lisa and Marge at odds, that it's crazy that it happens twice in one episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, and Lisa, oh, again, the animation of this, of, like, she kind of, like, twists her knee in a little bit. Like, there's just this kind of, like, shameful moment of her looking up doe-eyed at Marge, and then she's like, you look nice is all. Uh, It, uh, oh, it's so good. Uh.
0: I would just feel so guilty immediately. Cause she's just asking questions because she's a kid and like if if she knew if Marge you know, we know what happened and we know that she spent that much money and she's just acting out of like she knows that she went too far and she has to yeah. try to hide it and it's all mounting
1: yeah and I think about how Lisa was involved in like finding the first dress that there's kind of that that excitement that like Lisa was a part of this and like mm-hmm. it's it's valid for her to be like oh my god you find another dress oh wow where'd you find it oh that's so cool like it yeah. it doesn't feel as annoying as you know jumping on the bed talking about horses yes uh, true, you know so like true. I I feel like oh give Lisa this like she's there's that thing of like oh your kids are excited about something that That they're involved in with you you know like validate that moment um but it's yeah so then they 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 go to the country club and uh and then you know for whatever reason i i didn't understand why they couldn't park in the parking lot again or or they couldn't go through valet again even though they'd already been there you know what i mean or maybe they didn't have valid valet the other times they visited because this time marge was like oh my god we can't go through valet
0: yeah, that is a little weird. I feel like maybe it just adds to the, you know, walking through the the sprinklers on the golf course. And it just, like, fits better because I feel like once you're out of the car, you'd be inside. Like, it wouldn't right. be long. And, like, to yell on the steps as pe- other people are walking in, it's like, right. it just gives her a, a, a platform to, like, stand on that hill. It was perfect. I, I but mean, I do understand yeah. that, too, at the same time, yeah.
1: Yeah, the symbolism of them, like, running up the hill to get to this this country yes. club. And, like, I, I always, whenever I would see this episode, even as a kid, I used to always think, oh, my God, the bottom of Marge's dress is getting so wet, you know? Yeah. And it was like, oh, God, like, it, it already, like, you're going to show up all wet. Like, it's already a lost cause, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then she, yeah, she snaps at the family again and and storms off. And apparently the line that Homer says of like, we should be grateful, you know, your mother's, you know, it, by becoming a, you know, one of them, it's kind of showing us, you know, how terrible we are. And apparently they had, they added that line in, in ADR afterwards, hmm. I guess to kind of clarify why March has that realization. And I yeah. kind of love the idea of March having the realization without that line. Like I sort of love there being, you know, like Laurie Metcalf and Ladybird. Like a face journey at the airport, you know?
0: Yeah. Or just like them silent. Like after she yells at them, like they, they right. don't even know what to say.
1: Right. I'm right. Like, okay. And so, yeah. So then she turns around and she comes back to the family and she takes Maggie and, um, and I, and just, yeah, I like, Bar- I like Homer's in your face humanity. I like that. Lisa speaks her mind. I like Bart's. I like Bart. Like, I love that line. I like Bart. Yes. His middle uh, part very gentle, right? Um, <laughs> th- but that's
0: such a specific like. Anytime he gets dressed up, there's that middle middle part for Bart. I'd like think of how to say that. Bart, right, Bart's middle part. part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zip zap. up. <op>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zip zap. <op.
1: laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I forgot, we we did skip over one of my favorite scenes in the episode. Yeah, I was just going to say, we have to, yes. Yeah, is is in Marge's desperation, she goes to Patty and Selma's apartment to see what they have. And You've come to the right place. Oh, yeah, we got dresses <laughs> coming out the wazoo or something like that. <laughs> yes. I just love, I mean, to your point about, like, the ensemble of characters in this episode, I love the choice to have a scene with Patty and Selma.
0: Yeah, oh, gosh, I mean... <sighs> They are so perfect in every way, and they're like twins. They're so, and I, I feel like you, don't we get a Patty and Selma episode somewhere that's also equally as amazing?
1: We, we get, yeah, we definitely get like Selma Maybe has not a, equally, but yeah, right. Selma has a couple good episodes. Patty eventually becomes a lesbian, so that's fun. But then oh, wow. that kind of veers into like later era Simpsons, where I'm like, eh, okay. it's not my show anymore. Yeah, sure there's something so kind of grotesque um but also like they there's not they they've no apologies for who they are you know they they work at the DMV they're both single they're chain smokers they love watching macgyver they they live together in this apartment uh and they are and, and yet they're like content in a way they're not these like you know tragic characters
0: yeah they don't even know what they're really missing because they're living to the fullest extent of what they I'm I'm trying to like say it but I think you know where I'm going like mm-hmm. whatever like whatever has been dealt to them like they they like you said they don't they don't feel like victims or anything they're living it up like the, right. the line the line where she's like that one started out as a Halloween costume but it's worked its way into my everyday rotation <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean it's brilliant I think it's again it's a line that tells you so much about them like oh that was oh, a Halloween costume it. but yes. yeah uh and and you know I at this point, like, as a kid watching this episode, I used to think, oh, could Marge make any of these work? Like, it was so—I've always yeah. been so invested in Marge salvaging the Chanel dress or getting mm-hmm. something from Patty and Selma. And, like, oh, you know, the the defeat of having to buy the $3,300 $3, Chanel dress.
0: Yeah, I, that was the part of the episode—again, I'm, I'm really trying hard to think if I ever really did see it. But I feel like I had. Like, I forgot— that she actually bought it. I thought there was some sort of like, you know, waving the white flag before they even got to the ball. Mm-hmm. And, and then even the fact that like the banner said, welcome Simpsons, Simpson family or something like that. Right. I was like, oh my God, if only they would have got there. Like I really did feel I wanted it for Marge. But even yeah. myself, I was like, no, Nick. It was not theirs to have. It really wasn't.
1: Right, right. I mean, again, like, I, I love that parallel with the Roseanne episode of, like, I wanted that for Jackie. I want Jackie to have a guy like Dan and a family like yeah. that. But, like, it's just, it's not meant to be. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I I like the irony that, like, oh, you know, they were, in fact, welcome there. But, you know, as we talked about, like, long-term, it, it it's not who they are, and it would have fallen apart. Yeah. And I think... um that's what it kind of comes down to is like, you know, who we are, like where we feel in our element is that Krusty Burger being together, you know. And and she has that line of like, I don't want to be a member of any club that would have this me as a member, you know. yeah, uh, And I think that's the lesson, right? If you tie it back to Marge in high school, it's like, you know. Marge kind of makes peace with with Marge Bouvier in the shoe, home shoe repair course. You know, it's like, yes. but that's who I am. Kind of like Patty and Selma. It's like, but that's who I am. And I, I don't want to, you know, I like my green dress, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, she gets to leave on her terms. It's like at the end of that, that Roseanne episode when the phone rings Mm-hmm. It's like it kind of just brings I don't know what that is for this episode. It's like part of me wishes that like the sprinklers would have came on or something. I don't know, but right, like just right. the realization itself, I guess, and maybe like go going crust to the crusty burger. Why does that sound so I think I'm thinking of the crusty crab and like Oh, yes. Some other cartoon burger place. Bob's Burgers, Honker Burger from Doug. Um, <laughs> I don't know. A lot of burger places. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, we're
1: bringing up a lot of memories today, so it's I fair, know. you know. <laughs> The Hong burger, uh, but it's burger. so <laughs>
0: great. I know Hong Kong.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and that and it ends with them. You know, they've got a thirty three hundred dollar credit at Chanel, and you know, uh, they've got each other, and it's you know, and I think that's. I think there is also an interesting parallel with the Simpsons and with Roseanne, where it's like. Mm-hmm you know, your circumstances don't necessarily change. You're still going to have money troubles. You're still going to be kind of making ends meet. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, like you're still going to have to go to the outlet mall to get the new TV. But, uh, that's what life is like. And like, I think that's why the Simpsons is such a, especially at this era such a great show because it's like, despite the, this wacky animation, it's like the, the emotions behind it, the, the human emotions behind it are, are so real. and, uh, I just, I think that's what I love about this episode the most is that it really does have like a surprising amount of humanity in it.
0: I agree. I I just feel that sometimes all we need is a little bit of an escape, whether that's hanging right. out with a different, like uh friend group for the day, or like even just going like taking a different like path on the way home. It could, because like life can be repetitive and mundane and i think that we need that it's it's like it's a healthy dose of perspective because like what's really great about those people nothing like they're all really kind of just as messed up as we are but they just have more money (laughs) right it's like there's really nothing special about them
1: right exactly like they they may not have the same concerns or woes or anxieties Mm -hmm. that Marge and Homer would, but like in their own world, they do, you know, like, I think that's what you often see with, you know, it's sort of like, you know, big little lies and like Laura Dern's character where it's like, Oh, you know, you sort of see beneath the surface and it's like, Oh my God, like they just have their own version, their own, their own things, their own sort of category of, of problems, you know? Mm. Um, And so, yeah, I think there's also something about, you know, having middle class problems, you know, and having a middle yes. class life that it's like, you know, okay, sure. I'm driving a Toyota Camry, but like I know who I am, you know?
0: Yeah, it's the trade off. It really yeah. is I really like the grass is always greener and there's always you have a pretty good Marge.
1: Yeah, right. Um Ugh Marge. It's so a great yeah, episode. It is. I I have seen this episode so many times and I feel like every time I get something new out of it and I just mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm always wanting it to work out for Marge, you know. Like even though I know everything that's gonna happen, I'm always rooting for her, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. And she's so close, so close. But I love that she leaves on her terms. Right, it's up to, to her. For that. Yes, right, right. That she at makes the, the decision.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, it wasn't. You know, it 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 was. She she had the empowerment that she was looking for. Yeah, yeah. Well, any other thoughts on? This episode before we uh, before we we get played off, just letting no, the orchestra was, know whenever they're ready. No,
0: it was it was just nice to take a trip down memory lane, talk about moms. You know, the mid nineties. What a time to be alive, really.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, so god.
0: That's exciting to me. But um, yeah, and I, I have not watched The Simpsons in a long, long, long time. So this was a a fun sort of uh, treat to go back and watch this
1: yeah yeah this is definitely for like people who don't really watch the simpsons or you know they're you know really not like didn't grow up with it whatever like this is a great entry point because i especially for like if it's like a gay person i'm like yeah trust me it's the chanel dress episode yes you'll be at home don't worry um because it's low on on boy humor you know yeah yeah Yeah. it's on disney plus so like for those who
0: want to want to follow along
1: yeah, and I did find the episode in multiple parts on YouTube. So if you don't have Disney Plus, oh, nice. you can cobble it together. But there we go, um, just like the dress, just like the dress. Look at you! I, I you know play us off with these metaphors. <laughs> play us off. We're
0: <laughs>
1: oh my god! <laughs> that should be our new playoff music. Is the Entertainment yes. Tonight music?
0: Which celebrity birthday is it? <laughs> when I did the three celebrities? Oh God! Right, right, right.
1: <laughs> um, it was Renee Zellweger. Um, yeah oh my god it's Rita Wilson
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um,
1: well we are in fact getting played off right now but uh, where can folks find more of you
0: huh, they can find more of me on the good vanilla which is my Barefoot Contessa podcast that comes out every Tuesday but I don't think it's coming out this Tuesday but that's okay because this is already a Thursday episode just had to go through that in my head sorry that's okay um, and they can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick how about you Colin
1: well you can find more of me on Alright Mary currently talking about Drag Race Down Under uh, you can find me on In the Details probably starting again next month once my yeah. once my day, do, day job is over um, so uh, stay tuned for that of course you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore and you can get more of both of us in a best supporting capacity on Twitter at BSA pod
0: or you can send us an email at thebsapod at gmail.com.
1: Well, as per usual, keep your peepers peeled, because on Friday, the Best Supporting After Show will be out. And you don't want to miss it, because we are going to talk about some stuff, and you're going to find out, and so are we. Yes!
0: can't wait. Yeah.
1: And uh, that, as they say,
0: is that.